0: Hey, this is Noah. We've got another juicy episode lined up for you. If you like what we do, then go ahead and check out our website at flashfantasypodcast.com. There we've got some stories that talk about all the characters. We've got some cool artwork that have been done by some really talented artists. And we have a bunch of stuff from our other show, The Skeleton Crew, which is a bit like this, but a little more silly. And also Star Wars. Tell your friends all about us. Share the love. It helps us and it helps them get through being bored at home. Anyway, here's Riftwalkers.
1: After fleeing the destruction of the Marehold Keep in the wake of Quenberg's terrible transformation into a strange snake-like dragon worm creature, she really was all the above, you are surrounded by a city engulfed in flames. It is night, however, it's still quite bright to see as everything around you burns. Citizens running to and fro, doing their best to save their belongings and extinguish the fires. You have two prisoners with you. One with Luca, a woman that he's stabbed through the femoral artery in the thigh, and another one who is still conscious that Reese has been pushing along, both of whom you suspect are the agents of Count Algier that Baron Huddle imprisoned. Whether they can give you any useful information is yet to be seen.
0: Okay, immediately Ephron is scouting out paths, looking for the quickest... And safest way out of the city.
1: Right now where you are, that would be heading north. So if Ron would know this, that right now you're in the castle ward. And you can head north through Iron Row. And then there is a road that goes a considerable distance before reaching the neck and then crossing it. That would be the fastest way.
0: That would be the fastest, but...
1: But not the most direct. Okay, You could also head south into the river district, then eastward outside the city walls into Whitebridge where there are then two more bridges that cross the Neck, but you'll have to travel through more of the burning city to get there, and who knows what you'll find.
0: Ifron, not even consulting anybody else in the party, he immediately says, This way! And he leads people up towards the north to a road
2: that he knows will cross the Neck. And Reese, not even questioning, follows. I'm assuming the rest of the group does as
1: well.
0: Yes, that's correct.
2: Yeah.
1: Great. So, Ifron, as you're going along, could you do a perception check, please?
0: Ooh, okay, that's 10.
1: All right, so as you're going looking for safer ways to traverse the city in a quick fashion, you are moderately successful. It's not long before you're able to find the wall that is surrounding the inner part of Marehold, and as you pass through those gates, which are obviously left unattended... You go into the district known as Iron Row, which is filled with many shops of traders and craftsmen and the like, and many residential houses that people live where they don't mind the smoke of a smelter
2: right beside them. What is the state of this district? Is it completely pillaged or is it still somewhat intact?
1: It seems to be one of the worst afflicted ones. Gotcha. Okay. There are fires raging like every other house almost. And then the houses that aren't on fire have been demolished.
2: Then as we exit the castle gates, Reese, who's pretty close behind Ifran, just kind of taps him on the shoulder. We can still be walking. He says, "Ifran, I know we need to get out, but how far are we going tonight? We have one wounded. We're all shaken and tired. I, I don't think we can make it all the way.
0: No, I, I do not think we can go very far tonight, but I do believe uh, we can probably make it past the neck. Um, if we are quick, and I, to be honest, I would not want to stop anywhere closer to the city. Um, as you can see, the destruction is devastating. So it would be best to get as much distance as we can as quickly as possible.
1: At this point, the woman over Luca's shoulder wakes up and starts kicking and screaming.
0: Uh,
3: Luca drops
1: her. You drop her right on her back, and she gives a big <laughs> oof as the air is
2: knocked out of her. Upon hearing the umph, Reese turns around. What's the matter? She's awoken. We need to keep moving. Can she walk?
3: No, she will not be able to keep up. So he turns to the woman now on the ground and says, Will you accept our help now? And she just, through gritted teeth, kind of like snarls
1: at you and says, No! And then she spits in the ground.
3: Lirian speaks up and says, Well, you can stay here and die, or you can take a chance and come with us. She continues her snarling disposition.
0: Very well, then we will leave you to our fate. My friends, we must be going. And he quickly ushers everybody along, not even giving them one second of thought. Reese follows. Mick, overhearing this and seeing what's happening with the situation, gives it one more try because obviously Luca really wanted her live to, uh, for information and whatnot. And so he goes up to her and says, What do you want in life? Is it money? Is it praise? Prestige? What, what is it?
1: And just through gritted teeth and bloodshot eyes, she just says, They'll
3: take you. All right, Luke is totally cool with letting this lady go.
0: The front is still leading people out of the city towards the north.
3: You're able to cut a pretty clear path. You
1: know that there is a main road that you are currently following that heads right toward the bridge. You do have to make a few detours on the way there, however, kind of cutting into alleyways or down side streets for just a block or two before making it back to the main street, leading you out of Merhold.
0: So we made it out of the city.
1: So as you make it out of the city entirely, looking behind you, you just see devastation. What little of the city remains, like I said, is burning. But the fires seem to be dying down as either they're being fought or they're running out of things to consume.
2: Merhold is in ruins. And just taking a moment during this short period of observation, returns turns to Ephraim. Have you ever seen anything like this before?
0: No, but I have heard some stories. I assume them to be legends, but uh, I believe at this point, we can discuss this matter further after we have crossed the neck, please.
2: Very well. I think we're just kind of looking for a safe place to hold up for the night right now.
0: And talk to the one prisoner that we still have. Right, right.
2: So after uh, a couple of hours
3: of walking uh, into the night and crossing the neck, Uh, Luca sees a a decent place to make camp that looks secure enough and he gestures off to it, uh, kind of nudging uh, Ifran, who's been guiding the group. I believe that we might find Solace there.
0: Uh, Yes. Good eye, Luca. Very well. Then we can make camp there and uh, we shall talk to the prisoner.
2: I will prepare her. And Reese just goes off a little bit of ways from where they are and he sits there. Are there trees around her or is it like all shrubbery?
1: Where you are, it's a lot of scrub, kind of low brush. There are sparse trees, but they're deciduous and they're quite thin with sort of a lighter bark. Like a birch tree?
0: Like an aspen. Kind
1: of like a birch or an aspen, but they have very wide tops. Okay, okay. And they're they're kind of low too. The leaves and branches, big mass, only starting about maybe seven or eight feet up.
2: Okay. Is there any one of these trees close enough to the camp that Reese could presumably go to one and tie her up there?
1: You have to go a little ways away from the camp, but not so
2: far that like you can't see the little firelight still burning. A 5-minute walk at most. Okay, uh, that's a bit of a distance. Well, he he still does so. Okay. Then Reese takes the prisoner to one of these trees and he binds her hands and arms to this tree and then takes another piece of rope and wraps around her waist also to the tree.
1: So, it's just Reese and the prisoner.
2: Okay. Um so after tying her up, he confronts her. And just says, "Well, we have one purpose in bringing you here. We need to get into Count Gear's party, and you know how to do that. And you're going to tell us what you know.
1: Why would I tell you anything?"
2: Huh? <laughs> and Reese just kind of chuckles. You will, you will. And he turns around and he <laughs> and he goes back to the, and he goes back to the camp. Okay. Quick
3: uh, question here. Is Reese also a sadistic torturer in the old world? <laughs> Did I miss that part in his hey, he, background?
2: Part of his vow, he has a vow of vengeance. And right now, he is doing whatever it takes to get to count out gear. So he, he doesn't care what he has to do to this poor okay.
3: woman. Okay. All right. Jeez. So uh, when you start pulling off the toenails, can you tell me so Luca can leave? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Luca, the guy who
3: takes people's eyelids and g- hands. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right, I did take the eyelids. I should have taken the eyelids of that crazy lady.
0: Now, the eyelids, those are fine. But the toenails, that's where I draw the that's line. That's where I draw the line. Gosh,
3: the only normal people in this group are Lyrian <laughs> and Mick. I don't know if <laughs> Mick say-
1: qualifies as normal. Okay,
3: you're right. It's just Lyrian. He's by himself. All right. Mick all right. is the incarnation of some trickster god. <laughs> just kind of hanging out on the earth.
2: All right, at the campsite. All right, uh, just a quick question mechanically. With my... I probably can't see. It's more than 60 feet away, so I still can't see it with my dark vision, right? What, the woman? The woman at the tree, yeah.
1: No, not from the campsite.
2: Okay. That is all right. So I'm back at the campsite. All right, well, she's secure for now. We should rest ourselves for a few minutes, but we need to get to work quickly.
3: We just need to find out what she knows. After that... I mean, leave a tied to the tree. Someone will come by.
2: And as Luca speaks up, Reese actually kind of turns toward him. Luca, you have an exceptional knowledge of physiology. I would hope that you could speak to her first.
3: Dude, this dude straight up asking me to torture this woman.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't say anything about that. I, just, I complimented you, and then I asked you to talk to her. Two totally different things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... <clears throat>
3: Luca, getting a 20 on his insight check, perceives what exactly Reese is asking of him. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess, yeah, Luca will go over and talk to her. So Luca moves towards the woman to speak with her. All right, you take the little five-minute walk outside of camp.
1: Do-do-do. I want to get a good bead on what's going on in the camp right now, though, as Luca's doing this. It's, it's later. It's probably midnight by now.
0: So, perceiving this and everything that's happened, and Mick also having cast a couple of spells, is very exhausted. So, Mick asks if he can retire for the night, and he does so.
1: Does anyone else go to sleep, take watch, make food? Lyrian will scout the area, try to see if he can forage a bit. Do a survival check. 19 right you're able to forage a good bit of food enough that you won't have to expend any rations
3: is that just for me or is for everybody that's for everybody sweet that's nice. what, that was my idea for everybody yeah but... yeah no, I he shows either. up with a plump rabbit cooks it over the spit eats the entire thing and goes to sleep without sharing <laughs> it
0: to anyone this would be good some nice good taters oh and i eat also before i fall asleep and ifron and he is very calmly looking out, not quite meditating, but he has cleared his mind, you know, to, you know, to wind down from the day. And he is watching, making sure that no creatures or baddies come by.
1: All right. Sounds good. Do a perception check for me real quick then.
0: Oh, boy. That is... A five, so he may have slipped more into a trance than he was hoping to. (laughs) All
1: right, you do not notice anything go past your camp. So then, five minutes away over where the woman is bound to the tree?
2: Reese accompanied Luca over there, yeah.
3: Reese Mm -hmm. and Luca arrive. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm trying to decide whether or not Luca's the kind who tortures people. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it. You stabbed that lady through the leg. I stabbed that lady through the leg to stop her from running. And I already had a preconceived notion against people who sold bailings. Um, Luca approaches the woman and he just says, I would like to know whatever you do know about Count Algier.
1: And what do I get in return? hmm?
3: You don't die. You do
1: not have a very good track record of keeping your promises I've seen. How so? Well, that other woman that you were with—you left her. She did not accept the help. <laughs> and you think I had a choice in this matter?
3: No, but now I am offering you the help. Would you like to go free? Would you like to live? It would be
1: preferable.
3: She sneers at you. Then tell me what you know about Count Algier. I know many things. I will listen to it all. I would rather not. It will take quite some time. Fine. Mm. Specifically, I know that Count Algier will have a ball here in two days at his estate north of Almorin. Tell me how to enter into that. You wish to attend his ball? Indeed. At the Moorland estate, then.
1: I assume you do not have an invitation or you would not be asking me how to get in. Incredibly canny of you. Hmm. Very well. If you agree, after this discussion, that you let me go. It would offend my sensibilities to do otherwise. There is a small river coming down from the mountains to the east. It runs westward and then a bit north into the Moorland estate itself cutting it almost in half, and then it turns once more just outside the barrel gate before going into the stream barrels itself
3: and disappearing. you want me to do an insight check before or after to determine whether or not I believe her? You can do it whenever you want. Yeah, okay. Reese was, judge also, her
2: answers. Reese was also going to do an insight I check. would.
3: I would like to judge her answer with respect to this particular statement.
2: All right. Let's
3: see if
1: she's lying about geography. Insight check, please.
2: I lie about geography all the time. <laughs> 12
1: seems like she's telling the truth you wouldn't know any better
2: okay Reese, who's been standing in the background just enough so that like all she can really see is just the light coming out of his mask and filling out the vague runes on it he just pipes up and says and what good does that do us it's a river
1: it enters the city there's a small drain on the north side on the east it is separated into many small ones impregnable one would call it But on the north, it is a bit older. The wall has been poorly maintained between the Barrow Gate and the Red Gate this river runs. If you make your way there, underneath, in the river itself, you may be able to enter into the estate proper. But you will be doing so without your equipment, of course. The river is quite strong, and such heavy-laden folk as you are, I would see you being washed away quite quickly, or at least causing quite a disruption being brought down to the bridge.
2: And just stepping forward slightly closer, Reese asks again, and say we wanted to have some equipment once we had entered the gates. How could we do that?
1: Unless you knew someone on the inside, I would not count on it. (laughs) Unless, of course, you are very powerful swimmers, then by all means, please, fit your tiny bodies through the drain gate and sneak inside with your plate mail and such masked man
2: and she spits at you and kind of wiping away the the spittle off of himself no no you're quite right that would be foolish but you know people on the inside and you could get us something
1: I will not live that long and I would rather die before helping you actually get inside the count's estate
2: at this point Reese takes the sword off of his mask and cuts her hand off She's okay one sec okay <laughs>
3: hold hang on hang on do some, like, radiant thing before you maim this woman for life. Jeez, man. It's canon. But can in-game Luca attempt to stop this man from swinging his sword at her? Make a dexterity saving throw as you
1: notice Reese unmasking and swinging his sword. That
3: did not work. I was hoping
1: it was going to be I'm actually going to use
3: and... a little uh, inspiration, that one I have. Uh, this is this really water on? It. Well, that was really bad. I don't think this is a good idea, so yeah, I'm going to. All right, you use your <gasps> inspiration. Was it good? Am I required to use the last option? What'd no. you get? A one? <laughs> one? You hurt yourself. So I actually got a three the
0: last time. All right. So a total of eight. You try to move your hand in the way of the blade, but it, it does. It, you stop it from hitting the woman, <laughs> but it cuts off your own hand. <laughs> that
1: was my idea for the nat one. All right. You grasp onto Reese's arm, but by the time you do, he's already sheared off the hand of this woman as she grits her teeth and lets out a low scream.
2: Uh... Now, not even pausing for a moment, he just kind of keeps his sword out and just kind of looking at it a little bit. The wound is most likely mostly cauterized because of the magical nature of the sword. And he just kind of calmly says, now surely there's something you can do. And she speaks a little in Talek and she... she's
1: just like, You right <laughs> bastard! Luca,
2: I propose you carry it on from here. I got a bit carried away <laughs> there. And, and he turns and goes back to Your her. You're a witness, judge. And he turns and goes back to Efron. He has a question for him.
1: We're going to take a little spotlight on Reese here. As you are walking back to the camp, do you put your sword away, replace your mask?
2: No, he's he kind of likes the increased light that is now shining around him from having his mask off. So he just kind of walks and taking in the scenery. He's thinking many thoughts, mainly he doesn't really trust this woman at all. He knows that he needs to keep on pushing if he wants to get any useful information, but he has all night.
3: Yeah, and only three more extremities to chop
1: off. <laughs> As you're walking back to camp, the night seems a bit darker than it was before. The light radiating from you, still doing a good deal to dissipate the shadows and whatnot. But as you walk and walk and walk, you know by this point you should have reached the camp, but you don't see it anywhere. Well, shoot. Um, (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) At this point, You also pick up the sound of footsteps beside you. Instinctively, Reese turns and raises his blade. Do you stop or do you keep going?
2: When I hear the footsteps? Yes. He stops. Stops and turns in the direction of the sound.
1: All right. So as you stop and raise your blade in the direction of the sound, you see standing before you a little ways off, maybe 10 feet away, a man, his hands folded behind his back. He looks quite young, very attractive, a slim face, hard jaw, a bit of a crooked nose, however black hair falling to his shoulders and he brushes it out of his face a bit and smiles widely at you. He is wearing a black doublet inlaid with silver swirls and spirals and fashionable trousers and boots.
2: Does he say anything or is he, or is he just standing there?
1: He is just standing there and you do not recognize
2: him. Okay. I thought for a second he was going to be this stupid onion apple man, but all right. Um... It is not the onion apple man. <laughs> that was a falter. <laughs> Keeping his sword raised and the distance uniform, Reese kind of starts circling him a little bit, and he just asks, who are you? What are you doing here?
1: So he kind of just smiles, and then he chuckles, and he starts to circle you as well. And as he steps sort of behind one of these thin trees and out the other side, he's a completely different person now. He's now this sort of barrel-chested, beer-bellied man with a long white beard, speckled with gray, going about halfway down his chest, a balding head, and a big fur coat, a large axe at his hip that he grips with meaty hands.
2: All right, Rhys still circling. He's a little shaken by this sudden change of appearance. And he kind of almost, like, takes a step back, but then he regains the ground. If you're here to do something, then do it. And he starts taking a few steps forward. And the man disappears behind
1: another tree and these trees are barely you know two feet across so you can see one side of him does not match up with the other side of him Mm -hmm. as he steps from you know behind it to out the other side and this final form that he takes before coming to a stop he is wearing a long coat that swirls down around his calves with black jack boots a cutlass at his hip and an open lapelled shirt he has a large scar running down his face the eye that it intersects completely milky white. His head is once more covered in black hair, with a bit of gray peppered in, and then a very full beard, but nicely trimmed and well kept.
2: Still not saying anything. And
1: he smiles wide, revealing a few crooked teeth, some of them silver
2: and gold. Ah, yes, black beard, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um... Reese is kind of more just getting a little annoyed at this by now, and he takes his sword down from the, like, combat-ready stance, just kind of a more relaxed thing. (sighs) Well, if you're just going to toy around with me then, then I'm going back to search for my camp. And he actually turns around and starts walking away from him. And you hear a shing as the man's cutlass is pulled from his belt. And Reese attempts to throw a javelin at him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You just have javelins
2: at you? (laughs) I do like I found this I, one laying around I, you know <laughs> I, I have five javelins that I keep on my back all right or somewhere I don't know but I have go them. ahead all right throw a javelin nat 20 okay
3: seriously uh-huh yep <laughs> what a time what a time all right
1: all right roll for damage Ten damage. So your javelin hits him right below the sternum, like a direct hit right above his gut, and it sticks there, and you just hear this sickening sound as he grips it and then begins to yank it out. And he does, and there's just like this blood spurting from his chest and marring his otherwise pristinely clean shirt, and he tosses the javelin into the ground, and he just cocks his head at you, and he's like, now that was not very kind, lad.
2: You drew your sword, and Reese kind of starts raising his sword up a little bit more.
1: And he begins to circle you, and he says, I only wish to have a friendly competition. Now, are we going to have a fight? Your move. He kind of looks down at his chest, and he takes some of the blood that's every two seconds in a big glob, like pumping out of his open wound. And he just dips his hand in his wound and then gives it a big old lick, and he's like, sweet as ever. And then he just tosses his cutlass to the side, and he says, Very well, I will submit to you for now. Since you have drawn blood, it is only fairer at least. What is your name, welder?" Reese.
2: No, I do not believe that is your real name. That is what they call you, but what is your real name? One would think that what they call me is my real name. True in some circles, perhaps,
1: but I feel you are different.
2: And just kind of, without even batting an eyelash, he just whispers... Relandier As I thought.
1: I have not seen your kind here before. Tell me,
2: please. I am quite intrigued. What are you? Well, how about we start with who you are? I shared my name. What's yours? You asked what I am, not my name. So I will answer that if you do
1: so desire. My name I am unwilling to share, if you can
2: understand. <laughs> and... Rhys does chuckle and kind of shakes his head whatever then what are you
1: I am simply the first light of greater sins that will shine upon you
2: All right. well I've had my fair share of reckonings for my sins so you may join along with those
1: you disrupted
2: the plan of mine
1: that I had taken great care to see to its end now you owe me recompense how so you stepped where you should not have stepped. But of course, I did not foresee you or your friends coming here. You are not from this world. You do not have the blood of this world in you, the essence flowing through you. Though you can touch it, I have felt it. But you are something else. You are an anomaly.
2: I take that as a compliment. Tell
1: me then, what was it you fought in Merhold?
2: What was it we fought? I... I wouldn't say we fought anything in Merhold. Something destroyed Merhold. Yes, a daughter of mine. Oh, that's that's your daughter. I don't see the resemblance.
1: You think yourself very funny, <laughs> and your friends do as well. But I would counsel you to take this with an air of seriousness, real and dear. Your soul is on the line, and much, much more.
2: Very well, then. What is it you have come to ask of me? The, these appearances always have some sort of condition attached with them.
1: I believe you may be poisoned by the misconceptions of your previous gods, but I am not what you would call familiar, and I have no intention to be with you. I require nothing now but to make my presence known, and that you are under my watch. Make one more misstep in my plans, and I will see that you are brought to a swift end, and that your friend's debt is repaid by the five of you in total, and you will spend an eternity suffering under my hand and those of my servants. And then he disappears in a cloud of smoke. Reese, you see around you a flickering light just behind you. And he rushes towards it. Well, you don't even have to. As you turn around, five feet is the campfire.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Then yes, he turns around and I'm assuming he sees Fran still on watch.
3: Yes who looks like he's meditating so deeply that you hear a faint snoring. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much.
2: <laughs> All right. Then Reese takes a quick moment, and he actually counts his supplies. Does he only have four javelins now instead of five? All right. So he kind of mutters to himself, that was real then. And he goes and he kind of shakes Ephron a little bit. Ephron.
0: And you hear Ephron do one of these like,
2: ugh. Yes, my friend. <laughs> you, you are on watch, yes?
0: Yes, indeed. V- Very well. <laughs> Worst watchman ever. I have, I have not seen anything uh, strange this night.
2: Yes, of course not.
0: What of you? How how, was how the interrogation?
2: Well, we got some information. It's not proven as useful as I would wish it to be, but there's th- something else. I had a vision of sorts that I wish to discuss with you privately.
0: Very well. Um... Uh, do, do you wish to do this away uh, from the others?
2: And Reese takes a look at Luca, uh, Lear. So hang on. It's Lyrian and Mick were the Mick. only other two right there, right? Yes. Okay. No, no, that's fine. We can do it here. But it was a man.
1: Actually, right at that point, as you say, it was a. You feel your throat get choked up and you can't even form a word to describe this thing that you saw. In fact, Even your memory now of the encounter seems fleeting. All you remember
2: are the words that were spoken.
1: The very images seem to have been ripped from your mind.
2: I can't remember, but it was something dangerous. Someone who is dangerous. I'm sorry, I I, I can't remember much.
0: Mm.
2: And he kind of just like feeling a little embarrassed at, you know, making it sound like such a big deal, but not being able to express anything to Efron.
0: Efron looks at him and ifran knows that yeah you know, that reese and the others are not from this world and I, I guess he he collects his thoughts for for a hot second and he says you say it was a vision
2: it was something it i don't want to say vision because well i have less equipment now than i did before something happened
0: what do you know of the religions of this world <laughs>
2: To be quite honest with you, not much. And I am very tired. I feel a bit exhausted after that. I'll tell you what. Let me sleep on the matter and we'll talk about it in the morning. But as far as the interrogation goes, we may have found a way in.
0: Very well. Then I will let you sleep. And tomorrow we will talk more about this. But do know, there are powerful beings in this world. And if one of them has taken an interest in you, I find that most disturbing. If this is what I fear it might be, then you may be in more trouble than you know.